This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What am I doing now? I'm doing the Rubin Report. I'm Dave Rubin. It's July 14th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe if you have not. And of course, as you know, because you watch the show every day, today is a big day here in Miami because I will be at the Miami Improv tonight with a live Rubin Report episode with all new clips, including of that guy, Joe Biden, tonight. Why am I talking like this? DaveRubin.com slash events and Christina Pouchaw, who is Ron DeSantis' press secretary, will be joining me for an interview. We're going to do some news and current events uh, with Fox News contributor Lisa Booth uh, and my buddy Dave Raboy. And we're going to do a live Q&A and a whole bunch of other stuff. We got T-shirts, maybe some books, mugs. What else do we have? We can give these people some other things. Lanyards. There's all kinds of stuff. Where's the lanyard? Give me, someone find that lanyard. I want to show the people. Uh, the lanyard. We've got the VIP lanyard. You get the one second hug. If you're a VIP, we got a lanyard here. Give me a look. Let me look at one of these lanyards. There we go. Look at this thing. This is a beautiful. Here, give me a whole bunch of lanyards. We got a whole, they're all together. I got all these lanyards. You get one of these with me and our fancy Ruben Report Miami logo. Very exciting. We're going to separate those later, right? That's not for one person. Okay. Very good. Uh, okay, so that's tonight, and you can go to DaveRubin.com slash events. There's about 10 tickets left, I think. Okay, uh, what we're doing today is uh, a Rubin Report, Locals Community Q&A, but we are going to start today uh, by talking about this Fauci guy and a little bit about COVID. I know, if you're watching this show, you've moved on from COVID. If you'd like to take whatever precautions in your own life to wear a mask or put a Ziploc bag on your head or whatever you do, inject yourself with chlorine every day, that's on you. I know that you've basically moved past it, uh, but these people, they just want to bring it back and get the power back and make more money and a whole bunch of other stuff. And Fauci, who, as you know, even though he's vaxxed and boosted out the wazoo and everything else, he got COVID a week and a half ago. He's basically admitting that none of this makes any sense at this point. So we're going to do a couple clips on that and then we'll get to the uh, community Q&A. But real quick, let me talk to you guys about RAMP. Do you want a better way to simplify your business finances across expenses, payments, and accounting? If so, Ramp could be a total game changer. Ramp is a corporate card and a financial software suite designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. The product gives finance terms unprecedented control and insight with company spend. With Ramp, you're able to create budgets, issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions, and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of the month. Ramp's accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so you don't have to. The time you'll save each month on employee expenses will allow you to close your books in days, not weeks. It's easy to use. Get started, issue virtual and physical cards, and start making payments in less than 15 minutes, whether you have five employees or 5,000. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash Ruben, ramp.com slash Ruben. That's R-A-M-P 
youtube.com slash Rubin. Okay, so Fauci, Lord Fauci, the infallible Fauci, uh, he's back. And uh, despite the fact that he's warning us all about COVID again and kind of wants everybody to mask up and the rest of it, uh, he's also admitting that vaccines don't really protect against getting infected with COVID. Whoopsie-doo. Here's the videotape. People heard, oh my gosh, this has happened, you know, to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, everyone knows someone who's gotten this again, and sometimes again after that. And uh, they're beginning to wonder about the regimen for treating it. Uh, you know, uh, whether you get two vaccination shots, whether you get a booster, another booster, they just don't know. What do you tell them? Well, I, that, that's a great question. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to clarify it, Neil. There's no doubt that the vaccines themselves, particularly vaccine plus a booster at the appropriate time when you become eligible for a booster, for more than one booster, if you're over 50 years old, you get eligibility for two boosters. One of the things that's clear from the data that even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection, they protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. And I believe that's the reason, Neil, why at my age, being vaccinated and boosted, even though it didn't protect me against infection, I feel confident that it made a major role in protecting me from progressing to severe disease. Okay, man, he is nothing other than a snake oil salesman at this point. First off, for him to admit that even though vaccines don't protect overly well from infection, they were telling you for a year, we were told if you got the vaccine, you were not going to get COVID. I mean, remember Joe Biden last June, it's just about a year ago, was saying that Fauci was saying it all along. CDC was saying it. Then, of course, the evidence starts pouring out where all these people who got the shot, got boosted and everything else uh, were still getting COVID and still transmitting COVID. So then the meme changed. They had to change the messaging and the messaging was suddenly, oh, it's not a vaccine like the way we've always known vaccines, meaning that you'd be, hey, vaccinated from the thing. It's actually just gonna stop you from being hospitalized. There is no evidence of this. I have never seen a study on this. Please, someone find me the study that shows that if you are vaxxed and boosted, this is the meme. This is what they all say, right? Everybody who gets COVID, when Obama gets COVID and Hillary gets COVID and Saki gets COVID and everybody gets COVID. They all say the same thing. I'm, I got COVID and it's mild and I'm just so happy I got the shot and got boosted because otherwise I'd be sicker. There's no evidence of it. No evidence. I, I had a talk with Jordan Peterson uh, last week. We were trying to find the study. We could not find it. There is no evidence. They just keep saying it. And by the way, the way he even phrases it in there, you know he's admitting it because he says, I believe. He says, I believe that at my age, because I'm vaxxed and boosted, I didn't have to go to the hospital. He doesn't say there's actually any evidence of it. This is just the meme. So they're just, he's just sort of admitting none of this made any sense. None of it made any sense. But he's also admitting the pandemic will never end. Everybody wants to put this pandemic behind us and feel and hope that it doesn't exist. It does. Dude, I want to feel and hope that you never existed. That's where I'm at with you right now. You know why? Because he's also pushing masks again. You see, if you look at the map, where just a couple of months ago, it was a lot of green and some yellow. Now we're seeing a fair amount of orange, which means you really should, in an indoor setting, a congregate setting, be wearing masks. It's just the appropriate thing to do to, defend, to protect yourself and your family. 
nonsense, complete nonsense. Of course, if you're immunocompromised, of course, if you're a certain age and everyone is up to personal choice, of course, of course, of course. The idea that he would go on CNN two and a half years after six feet away and stop the spread and 15 days and all of that nonsense, that he would still be telling people to wear masks is absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, but he also works with this lady, Rochelle Walensky. She runs the CDC. Uh, this is a woman who should probably be in jail. And yeah, she wants ma everybody to wear masks too, which is very odd because I thought they were vaccinating everybody. I'm so confused. Rochelle, to you on uh, masking on public transport. Yeah, thank you for that question. So let me just reiterate that CDC recommendations ha have been and continue to be to mask in our public transport corridors. So in our airports, in our um, in our airways, um, on, our, on our trains, that has not changed. It has not wavered. It has been reversed in the in the courts, and that is currently under legal consideration. But the CDC guidance continues to be to to mask in these corridors, and I continue to wear mine. Anyway, I know you guys are all over this. The only reason I wanted to show this, uh, start the show with this today is there's now a big uh, rumor that in LA, they're about to start indoor mask mandates again, which you know what, LA and Cali, go for it. You guys all should be masked. That would be just great. Um, but I, the real reason I want to show was because as they're pushing this again, they're trying to scare everybody again. And do you think that maybe they're trying to scare everybody again because we just got these 9.1% inflation numbers? Do you think maybe they needed to kind of the shell game keeps moving so they got to keep us distracted? Um, I just really wanted to reiterate the point though, that you do not have to listen to Anthony Fauci or CDC recommendation or anything else. They have no authority over you. You can care perhaps about what they say. And I don't think that they're all corrupt liars. And I think that the NIH and the CDC have obviously done good work in the past. Uh, and everyone has to take into account what's going on with them and their family and their own medical history and all of those things. But they will try to scare you and make it sound like you have to do all the stuff because they want you to. And you do not. You do not and don't forget it. That's where we're at. And that's what we have to remember. And I know that when they bring mask mandates back in certain places, people will gladly mask up again and triple mask again. And they'll try to scare the hell out of you. And this variant's the scariest variant of all variants. You do you people. All right. Uh, let's get to the community Q and a real quick. Let me talk about real estate agents. I trust you guys know that buying a selling or a home is one of the most stressful things you can do. And it can be a whole bunch worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a ton of responsibility and you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the introduction and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best agents in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you wanna go. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an introduction to a preferred agent in your town. Then you live happily ever after, most likely in Florida. All right, let's get to the community Q&A. Quozy says, what were your favorite subjects at school? Also, did you ever have any girls sweet on you at school? Uh, well, my favorite subjects by far, social studies by far was my favorite subject, which I guess a little of it leaked into me and here I am. Yeah, I always liked social studies. I always liked history. Didn't really like math. Didn't really like science. Not my thing. But social studies and English uh, were really my things. I had a great social studies, American civics, 11th grade teacher, Mr. Gessner, who was the, probably the funniest guy I'd ever met. 
And he just had such a great way of talking about things and relating it to current events. And it was right when I was sort of first getting into politics. This was, I was in high school in 94 to 98. And he was just a great funny guy. I think he ended up becoming the vice president of the, uh, vice, pr vice principal of the school. Uh, and did I have any girls sweet on me? Yeah, chicks always dig me. They've always liked me. The girls have always liked me. I, uh, I did, you know, I did my thing back then. You know, I don't want to brag, but uh, here we are. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, Purdue says, hey, Dave, someone must be running things, but who? Jill, Newsom, Harris, Gay Pete, Lucifer. My vote is for Obama, yours. Yeah, I mean, this is the question, right? This is, this is really the question. Biden is just the old dude who's out there poorly reading the stuff, and we all know it. So really, what's going on? Like, we would like to think that we know what's going on, but I think the more that the Biden thing breaks down, the more it becomes obvious that he's not in charge. So then it's like, who is in charge? Who is it when he always says, oh, they don't want me to respond to questions or I'm gonna be out here too long, I'm gonna get in trouble. Like, who's he saying he's gonna get in trouble with? Who, who is really pulling the strings back there? You know, a lot of people think it's some sort of version of the Obama machine that Hillary's, Hillary machine, the Clinton thing has kind of been pushed away and that the Obama thing has kind of moved in on that. I don't know exactly. Like, I don't know exactly. I certainly don't think it's Kamala, and I don't think it's Gay Pete, and I don't think it's uh, Newsom or any of those people. Lucifer is very possible. It is very possible that Lucifer is running this thing. Uh, but whoever is running it does not like America. That is obvious. Does not like the America that you and I love. And that's what our challenge is over the next couple of years. We have to survive this craziness. We have to vote in better people in the midterms. And then we got to get through, you know, we still have two and a half years of Biden. And if you think it's bad now, of course it can get worse because everything they've done has uh, systematically made it worse. We, we all know that. So can we get through this thing? I honestly believe that they will get rid of him. I think after the midterms, my gut feeling is this, my gut feeling is this, and I know nobody wants to be in the prediction business because then they clip it and they go, you got it wrong, you're an idiot. But my feeling is this, that assuming there isn't some crazy thing, nuclear war, COVID-7, really nutty, whatever, crazy voter manipulation, the Republicans will crush it, absolutely crush it in the midterms. DeSantis will demolish records in Florida. These, all, these are things that should happen. And then the Democrats, who will be in complete shambles, will be like, we gotta blame somebody. And by the way, Biden, oh yeah, we've just kind of come around to it. Something ain't right with him cognitively. And they'll just get rid of him. There is no point for the Republicans to impeach Joe Biden. There is no point to call the 25th Amendment on this guy. His own people are gonna take him out and they're planning on it. They are absolutely planning on it. Uh, let's not forget, Joe Biden, who's in Israel right now taking meetings over there, and he's mumbling and stumbling and everything else. And by the way, we'll be showing some of those clips tonight at the Miami, uh, at the Miami Improv. Um, who showed up at the White House to talk to FLOTUS, the First Lady of the United States? Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom just showed up at the White House while the president is not there. Uh, so they are planning it. Like, that's why he's showing up and wandering around the White House. He didn't just happen to show up the day that Joe's not there. Plan is, I mean, they're showing it to us. They're, it's right in front of our eyes, guys. You just got to see it. Uh, Jeffrey says, since you live in Florida and love basketball, will you go on to interview some Orlando Magic basketball stars slash coaches just on basketball? Well, I had uh, Jonathan Isaac on, who is a great, great dude, uh, who, you know, he's got, uh, we share many things, not only our love of basketball, but we both got torn ACL, so he's missed 
like the last two and a half seasons, poor guy, but he was drafted number six or seven a couple of years ago. He has awesome skills and I hope he gets back to full health and can play again. Yeah, I'd love to talk to um, some basketball players. You know, I don't really watch anymore, as you know, because I just can't deal with the politics anymore. I'd love to talk to Michael Jordan. I'd talk to Magic Johnson. I'd love to talk to people who have sort of transcended the sport. Um, I'd love to talk to Charles Barkley, you know, people that are sort of outside of basketball, but I kind of grew up uh, loving and watching. I, you know, just to talk basketball on the show with a current basketball guy, mm, you know, I would rather do it. I would rather do it over drinks or, or on the court, actually. Uh, Joe says, do you ever think we will see the client list that was managed by uh, Miss Maxwell and he who shall not be named? I think you're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, you know, I didn't talk about that thing much during the show because it just felt so greasy and gross and, and talk about misinformation. Like, it all just felt gross. What's crazy about it is uh, that she now is in jail because of, in essence, she was finding the young girls that were then being prostituted to these political leaders and media figures and all of this stuff. She goes to jail. Epstein, of course, dies in jail mysteriously. The cameras go out, all this stuff. It's like, where's the list? I get it. You're putting the pimp and the and the henchwoman in jail for doing the bad stuff. But what about the people who actually had sex with all the kids and all that stuff? I don't know. I don't even. It's just I don't even want to talk about it. It's gross, and I'd rather not get killed this afternoon. I got a show tonight. Prisca says, uh, "What are you reading or watching lately?" You know, we have been just so busy around here, and there is construction constantly, and noise. Like I don't even have a quiet place to like sit and read anymore. And as much as I love Florida, it is very hot even in the late evenings to sit outside and read. So I haven't been reading that much. I really haven't, I miss that. And usually where I read is when I'm on planes, that's my main reading time. And I just have, you know, since the tour has been over, I haven't been traveling that much. And watching, I don't really watch TV anymore. I watch Seinfeld. I'm, I'm in the middle of season seven, uh, I think around episode 18. It was the Marble Rye a couple days ago. That's what I've seen it a thousand times and I, I love it more each time. Um, I'm not really watching. Are you guys watching anything good? You guys watching anything good? Nothing, 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 nothing. Connor wants me to watch uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny or it's sometimes sunny. It's always sunny over there. Yeah, so I don't know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know, what do you, I'd like to watch um, Yellowstone and Secession, I guess, if I'm gonna start watching things again. Uh, everyone's telling me Yellowstone would be right up my alley, fighting the government, man. Uh, Vika says, how do you think those who accused DeSantis of book banning feel about allowing the Bible to be taught in schools as literature. Right, of course. It's like, first off, DeSantis is not banning any books. As a matter of fact, Gavin Newsom, who is soulless, if I do one thing in my life, I would like everyone to start calling him soulless Gavin Newsom because I don't believe he has a soul. I believe that if you lie to the extent that he does about everything constantly, if, you're, if your whole existence is taking more for yourself as you destroy the people you're supposed to be governing, destroy their lives while you become, become ultra wealthy. You lock them in your house as you dine with lobbyists, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have a soul to some degree, something like that. Um, he, well, how would I put this? Uh, wait, what was, the, what was the original question? I was going on a Gavin Newsom tangent there. Oh, so the Bible taught, <laughs> you see what happens? I start talking about Newsom and ugh. So DeSantis has not banned anything. The reason I brought up Gavin Newsom is because Gavin Newsom uh, has banned books in California because they've taken certain books out like To Kill a Mockingbird because of words that are in those books. Um, this is the weird thing that the left does with all of these things. They always accuse you of what they're doing. And 
do I, th first off, do I think that the Bible should be taught in school, uh, which is a sort of separate question. I don't think the Bible should be taught in school as if you all have to believe this, but the historical importance of the Bible and how religious stories helped create civilizations actually is important. Now, of course, they would not want that. So they only want you indoctrinated in their direction, but you know this, if the left, if it wasn't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Monique says, have you and David thought about what you'll tell your boys if they come home one day asking about changing their gender? Uh, no, you cannot change your gender. Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, they can't change their gender. First of all, I, I guess I would say two, two things. First off, you can't change your gender. You're born a certain way, okay? It is what it is. Uh, yeah, sorry, can't help you out. Um, if, I guess, as an adult, they then said to me, uh, Dad, Pop, I've decided to live as a chick and um, putting on a dress and uh, we're gonna get some lipstick and make it happen. And I'm gonna call myself Ellen or something. Um, I would say to them, I would actually say to them something that uh, would be a bit of an offshoot of what uh, I've heard Jordan say, Jordan Peterson on this topic, which is that let's say you really, really, as an adult believe that you are trans, you truly in your heart, you have unfurled all the issues around all of it. And you truly in your heart, and again, we're talking about like 0.000001% of children um, or even adults. If you truly believe that, well then what you have to really think about is, okay, so if I now spend all of this money, if I go through all of these changes, I take all of these medi medications, I do these physical changes to my body, will I be happier after? Will I ever look exactly how I wanna look? Will I ever be able to find a, par a partner who is the type of person I wanna be with? Like, it's not just, oh, flip a switch, now I'm a chick and, and, and then there we go. So there's sort of like a, there's a real version of it, a reality version of it, which is that you actually can't change your gender. But then there's another part, which is that I hope that I will raise children that will, you know, have some level of autonomy over their lives and really want to think things through and not make rash decisions and all of that stuff. And that's why what they're doing to kids now is so perverse, right? What they're doing to kids where it's like you're telling eight-year-olds that they should be on puberty blockers and you hide this information from parents, the level of which their brains are not developed and the, and the level of destruction you're doing to their cognitive ability to think properly when they're just on their way to thinking properly, it's really, really twisted. So I would hope that I would be able to, to say to them, look, the reality is you can't change your gender. Uh, but if as an adult you wish to do something, well, I don't own you. I can just guide you the best that I can. And you have to think about all of the stuff on the other side. Something like that. Uh, Brett says, as a fellow future first-time dad, I was wondering what type of kids' books and entertainment you'll be sharing with your kids. Well, congratulations, Brett. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I do this show every day and you guys hear me talk about politics all the time, uh, but baby one is is due basically in a month. And you know, obviously I go off the grid August 1st. 
Um, but I've been very aware of that this time of my life really is coming to a close right now. I went with the team, we went to the Marlins game the other night and I turned to the guys around the third inning and I was like, whoa, I just realized this is the last time I'm going to a baseball game probably without a kid, certainly not as a father, but probably without a kid for the next, you know, many, many years. Uh, then I pat Phoenix on the head and I said, go get yourself a hot dog. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, so what kind of entertainment and books? Uh, look, PragerU's doing a great job with their kids stuff. They, they really, really are. So PragerU kids, Brett, if you're, if you're looking for something to show your kids to, um, they've got a bunch of videos there. I think they're sending, they're put, publishing some books as well. Uh, Daily Wire's putting a hundred million into kids programming. I'm not hopefully gonna show them all the stuff that everyone else is showing them. Look, we canceled our Disney Plus account. David and I have already discussed it. It's like, what do you do about that? Like, it's, it's easy for me as an adult to be like, I'm canceling Disney Plus and I'm not watching Obi-Wan, right? Like, I did it, okay, fine, so be it. Um, that's one thing, but like, when you have kids now, it's like, Disney wasn't always evil. So, on Disney Plus, they have Cinderella. That was pretty good. Remember Cinderella? She was pretty good. And they've got, you know, some of the old stuff. Uh, Little Mermaid, I like Little Mermaid. Uh, give me one more. What is, what's one you like? 101 dial mate. Here, what do you like? You don't watch Disney. You're too cool for Disney. What do you like? What? Obi no, I'm talking about old school. Old school. Anyway, the point is there was great stuff, right? For many, many years. But then the company shifted into this propaganda outlet. And maybe it was a propaganda outlet before we even knew it. Uh, but as we have kids that grow up, it's like, okay, now they're five, six years old. They want to watch those movies. Am I going to stop them from watching Disney movies? Probably not, but this is, I guess this is the challenge that many of you who are parents right now are, are going, okay, when can I show my kid a, a violent movie or a movie with some sexual content or support, a, you know, everybody in class is all wearing the shirt from that movie and my kid just can't see it because I don't like the diversity, equity, and inclusion department at the co corporate office. These are the challenges that I guess I will have to face. Uh, Brian says, Thomas Jefferson is my favorite founding father Who's your favorite? If you've heard me say it on the show, I suspect you have not. It is also Thomas Jefferson. I know you could, you could do a million versions of this, uh, but Thomas Jefferson for me, uh, because I've been to Monticello, which was his home in Virginia, I've been many times. And so I've, I feel like this sort of extra affinity because I've seen where he lived, where they talk about all of the stuff, yes, related to slaves and all of that. Uh, but that this guy was an incredible thinker and inventor who was writing laws to free slaves as he was having a relationship with the slave. It, it, it's such, it's such like the, like the gestalt, the, the complexity of being a human. Um, and you know, they like all of these awesome things that he did. They have this, have you guys been to Monticello? Any of you guys been there? It's really incredible. So it's his, it's his awesome estate. It's on probably, it must be on like a hundred acres or something in Virginia. And uh, they have, he built this incredible, uh, you know, obviously back then they didn't have refrigerators. You're not going to believe it. And they, they, that he dug this huge thing so he could keep ice in there, so he could have ice in the middle of the summer in Virginia where it's hot as hell. And like they show you his writing room and his bedroom and all of this stuff. So I feel like because I've seen some of that, it makes me a little more of a Thomas Jefferson guy. But if you want more on some of the founders, you know, we did a President's Week a couple of years ago where I interviewed some people on, I think we did James Madison, we did Thomas Jefferson, we did, although he wasn't a founder, we did Abraham Lincoln and a, and a couple other presidents that you might find interesting. Uh, Elizabeth says, hello from Seattle. Jeez, good luck with that. 
what is your prediction for exactly how the Democrat Party will get rid of Kamala? And do you think she'll go quietly? Well, that's a good question. And I was thinking about it yesterday because Gavin shows up, as I said, to the White House while Biden's out of town. And it's like he's meeting with Kamala. He's meeting with Dr. Jill Biden. He's meeting with the White House uh, chief of staff, Ronald Klain. Like something is going on there. So they clearly, it's just so obvious. It's like, it's not like they're talking about policy in California related to the federal government. They're talking about the thing that we all know that we're not allowed to talk about, that this guy's on his way out. And Jill's talking about it with them. I mean, there is a special place in hell for that woman. So they're talking about all of that stuff. So the question is, well, what do you do? If the idea is, okay, Biden's gonna step down, then the natural secession, obviously, is that the VP moves up. So now Kamala moves up. So is the negotiation right now, okay, who is Kamala gonna choose as her VP? Uh, I'm, I'm actually not totally sure. Is the technical version of it, if it immediately happens, like if Biden or the president was to just die, does the Speaker of the House immediately become the VP right in that moment? Yeah, is that right? Okay, so technically what would happen if we're, if we're fully right on the, on the mechanics of all of this, that's the way I've always known it to be, is that Kamala would become president and then Nancy Pelosi would become VP. But I'm pretty sure then they would have a process where they could replace Nancy Pelosi very quickly and, and Kamala could in essence choose her own VP. Perhaps then you choose Newsom and then I think maybe Kamala would see the writing on the wall and I think she probably realizes she's in over her head anyway. You just hand it to Newsom for 2024, which, oh God, God, it's so evil. But maybe the fight we need to have in America is just a straight up, hey, what do you want, America? You want Cali and Newsom or you want Florida and Freedom and DeSantis? And let's just have it out. That might be the best thing we could do, actually. Bree says, can you do a series about where you talk about movies, TV shows, and books? I think it would be really interesting for you to do a reaction series for the West Wing because the characters are Democrats who would be walking away from the left or conservatives. That's super interesting. And you know, I've never seen the West Wing, believe it or not. Just, you know, one of those shows that it's culturally relevant, but it just kind of gets by you. Uh, so I never saw it. Um, I, that's, uh, that actually is a great idea. Let's maybe pick up something around that in the fall. You know, we've done a couple uh, movie nights with the locals community. I've been thinking about doing some sort of book club type thing. Uh, it's just a matter of managing time and everything else. Obviously I had to get through, uh, you know, this year was so devoted to, to getting the book out there and the book tour and everything else. Uh, now the kids are coming, um, but you know, we want to expand on a couple things. And, and by the way, with that in mind, we'll, we'll make a couple announcements when I get back on the grid in September. Um, but I will definitely keep that in mind. It's an interesting idea. Um, Byron says, if the presidential race is DeSantis versus Newsom in 2024, who do you think would be viable GOP and Democrat vice president nominees. Well, I'll tell you, Kim Reynolds from Iowa, uh, I saw her at, a, at an event a couple weeks ago. I was super impressed by her. Have we reached out to her? I think we were gonna reach out to the team. All right, we're gonna try to get her on the show. I was incredibly impressed by her. Uh, not only her knowledge, the way she was talking about fighting the machine during COVID and all that, uh, but she's funny. She's kind of got a cute folksy thing going. Really, really liked her. Uh, and of course, you know, Iowa, getting Iowa for the straw poll and everything, it just sort of sets you up well. Uh, but you're talking about the VP situation. I think she'd fit in really nicely uh, with DeSantis. I think she'd fit in really nicely with Trump. I mean, we'll see what happens there. But assuming DeSantis, I think Kim Reynolds would be great. Uh, obviously, I think Tim Scott uh, from South Carolina would be great. And it, you know, it helps you on the, on the nonsense racial stuff that most 
people, most conservatives or Republicans don't care about, but the media, the media would struggle. They'd struggle with that because he's a black man and you got to be nice to a black guy, but he's also a Republican. You got to be mean to a Republican. And we know which one they'd choose. They would choose mean. Um, I think he would be a good choice. Um, I think there's like, I actually think there's a pretty decent set of options. I mean, I don't know that a guy like DeSantis needs a guy like, say, Cruz or uh, Rand Paul on the more libertarian side, because I don't know that that brings in a, a new set of people. Uh, but then you've got sort of, uh, you go with a Nikki Haley, you could go with a Candace Owens, you could go with all sorts of people. So I think there's some interest there. On the Democrat side, I mean, man, so let's say it's Newsom, okay. Well now, if Kamala's just been pushed out altogether, you have to go black woman, right? It's just, it's the way these people think. So who's the craziest black woman we could, Joy Reid. Newsom Reed, 2024, Democrats, we're taking you to hell. Snow says, how have your feelings towards fatherhood changed since you've begun this journey? How did you feel when you first saw the ultrasounds? Um, well, I'll tell you this, this is sort of interesting. I've been having a lot of dreams about my grandma Mimi. My grandma Mimi, who passed away about 15 years ago, was my dad's mom, and she was really the matriarch of my family, and her whole life was about family. If you, if you, if you just searched grandma in the dictionary, you should have my grandma Mimi's picture. And uh, I, almost every night, I'm waking up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, I can't fully put the dream together, but I'm like, oh wow, I had another dream about grandma Mimi. So I've obviously, in my mind, just been th really thinking about family, and she, brings back all of that, that family stuff to me. Um, I mean, I've really been thinking about a lot of the stuff that if you watch my interview with Jordan, we talked about, like, you know, most people, I'm 46 years old. Uh, most people that have kids, you know, usually have kids in their twenties and thirties. So I am going to be an older, an older dad. And I think there's some negatives to that and that, you know, 20 years from now, I want to be able to play catch with this kid. But I think there's benefits to that in that I've, managed over the course of especially these last couple of years to really get my life in order. We have a solid uh, foundation here and a good marriage and we're, you know, relatively financially secure and this kid is going to have all kinds of great opportunities, these kids, and that hopefully, you know, I'm somebody that these kids will be able to look to for advice and decency and some level of truth and all that. And I've really been, uh, been thinking about it a lot and I've been trying to, trying to sharpen the, the corners on places maybe that, that I needed to with that in mind. Uh, but I got, a, I got a couple weeks left. Uh, Patrick, I think this is the last question. Patrick, and then we got a cold close for you, says, with all the work going on around your new Florida homestead, has your home gym been finished? The gym was supposed to be finished today, but now I'm told that a part is not available. All that had to happen in the gym, the floors are in, the mirrors are in, we got the AC fixed, we got all the stuff. Uh, we're hanging a TV to get it off the floor so we have more room on the floor. And in Joe Biden's economy, I don't know if you know this, the supply chain blows. And uh, the piece that was going to hang the TV on the ceiling, which was supposed to be here a week ago, has been delayed again. So I've got Eric downstairs right now. Eric's the guy that hangs my stuff. Eric has nothing to hang with. So I don't know what Eric's doing right now. I'm probably paying him. Good for you, Eric. You might be watching this show right now because you got nothing to do, thanks to Joe Biden. That's where we're at. Anyway, hopefully it'll be done in a couple of days. Uh, real quick, guys, reminder, tonight, Miami, couple tickets left, DaveRubin.com slash events with Pushaw, Booth, and Raboy. Uh, pa uh, part two of my interview with Patrick Bett, David from Valuetainment. He, the guy's just an absolute all-star of clarity, economics, freedom, all of that stuff. 
that's up on YouTube and Rumble. The full thing's up ad-free on Locals. Uh, and finally, we leave you with this, uh, that Joe Biden guy who I've been talking a lot about with, well, he's not very good at what he's doing. See you tomorrow. Ask the right questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Or are you a junkie? What do you say? Go back and read what I said. You're getting nervous, man. That is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. I want to talk about happy things, man. What the hell? What do you do all the time? When did I say I was confident? You said, said in the next six months. I said, what I said was, let's get it straight. I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? What, don't Who you said that? that? You don't understand that you're in the wrong business. Is it a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, you can't. I'm not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. Is that okay? Another obnoxious question. Don't screw around with me. Let's get it straight. You use a rape reference? No, let me listen to me. I'm listening. Why are you the only guy that always shouts down questions? No poke out my face, okay, buddy? You would ask that. You're a good man. You're a good man. Thank you, guys. This is all the time we have. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.